Saul was preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good Friday morning, my friends. We are moving on in Acts chapter 9. Today we're going to be looking at verses 26 through 31. And we're making our way uh, through this very long chapter. This is the chapter... um, outlining Paul's conversion and the beginning of his public ministry. Uh, Saul is in Jerusalem and um, beginning to uh, boldly move out in his public ministry of preaching and teaching the Word of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so uh, we're going to continue on with uh, this early uh, stage of Paul's ministry in verses 26 through 31 today. But before we do, uh, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We give you thanks for who you are, uh, for all that you do, and we're grateful for it. Um, Father, speak through your word as you always do. Send your spirit to teach and guide us to bring new insight and understanding that we might apply the teaching of your word to the benefit of our growth and grace. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. Um, We're listening for your voice today. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> All right, Acts chapter 9, 26 through 31. And when he had come to Jerusalem, he attempted to join the disciples, and they were all afraid of him, for they did not believe that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared to them how on the road he had seen the Lord who spoke to him, and how at Damascus he had preached boldly in the name of Jesus. So we went in and out among them at Jerusalem, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. And he spoke and disputed against the Hellenists, but they were seeking to kill him. And when the brothers learned this, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied. So Saul has now moved from Damascus and Syria um, to... Jerusalem, and he has his first encounters with the apostles. And they were skeptical, like some of the early followers of Christ who heard Paul preaching in Damascus were skeptical of whether or not the change was real. Was he really a disciple now, or was he just playing a rope dope? Was he just trying to fool them so that he could persecute them? Uh, but Barnabas stood up for him and brought him to the apostles and shared of his testimony of encountering Christ on the road to Damascus and how he had faithfully preached boldly in the name of Jesus in Damascus and how he was going in and out among them at Jerusalem, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. And he took on those who would dispute him uh, in the in the message of the gospel. He took on the Hellenists and they were upset and seeking to kill him. And when the brothers, the apostles learned of this, uh, they brought Saul down to Caesarea and sent him off to Troas, or Tarsus, sorry, Luke says. Um, And we see the result of the church's ministry, of Saul's ministry in verse 31. So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit multiplied. I cannot help but go back to Acts chapter 1, verse 8, when Jesus says, You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. 
And then in Acts chapter 8, verse 1, when persecution, part of the persecution that Paul was, um, was a part of facilitating, caused the believers to be scattered outside of Jerusalem, except for the apostles who stayed there, into Judea and Samaria, and the gospel began to move into those very regions that Jesus said that it would. Jesus knew that persecution was coming. He knew that they would be scattered. And here is Paul doing some of the scattering. And now he is ministering in Damascus and ministering in Jerusalem. And lives are being changed and people are receiving the gospel and coming to faith in Christ. And the end result of all of this movement um, of Christ that Jesus predicted would happen in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, we see coming to fruition in Acts 9, 31. So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up and walking in the fear of the Lord and then the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied. The message here is nothing will get in the way of the gospel having um, effectiveness, uh, bearing fruit, being productive, God's purposes will be lifted up. God's purposes will not be thwarted. The kingdom will grow by way of the grace of God for the purposes of God in the world. Nothing will stand in its way. Not Paul, not the Hellenists, not the Jews, not anyone. Nothing will stand in the way of the gospel from being preached and shared with a lost and broken world. My friends, we're a part of that calling. We're a part of that mission. We are following in the footsteps of Saul and all of the other uh, first century apostles and Christians and disciples of Jesus Christ. Uh, we're in a wonderful uh, history uh, as believers in Christ. Um, people of boldness who weren't afraid uh, to continue to share the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ in the face of great persecution. What is it that keeps your witness at bay? What is it that keeps your witness on the bench? What is it that keeps you from sharing Christ with others if you're not actively ministering for him in the world? I would challenge you to allow the Holy Spirit to bring insight to you on what it is that keeps your witness on the bench. And if you're not actively and boldly sharing the gospel with others, ask yourself why. And ask the Lord to give you that boldness that you might have courage in sharing your faith with a world who needs what Jesus has to offer. All right, my friends, I love you. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day to study with us. And we'll see you again on Monday. Lord willing, God bless.